0: Yeah. All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is December 16th, 2021, and week 150. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And already right off the bat, I see we have a few comments. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Um, Casey says, praise the Lord. And as well as Chelsea, she also says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to each one of you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in. Now, as you can see from the title it's a question it asks what counsel are you seeking and we all need it so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always i hope you guys get something out of it.
1: thank you melvin let us go into a word of prayer again thank you guys for tuning in praise the lord to each and every one of you praise the lord to those who will join in uh, and even those who won't join and praise god to you as well so let's go into a word of prayer heavenly father thank you yet again lord help us to come before your throne of grace lord with thanksgiving lord we know the the holiday thanksgiving is over lord but giving of thanks has not ceased lord the we we should give thanks before thanksgiving after thanksgiving home thanksgiving whatever the case may be lord help us to just continue to offer up thanks to you lord help us to understand the times that we're living in lord to have a sense of urgency lord because we understand that time is winding up lord we're praying for uh, the sick the shut in the afflicted lord whatever burdens whatever problems we're going through at this hour lord we're asking that Your hand would just continue to be upon our lives, Lord, that we would keep our minds stayed on you, Lord. We understand that so many things are uh, attacking us, Lord, so many things catching our and grasping onto our attention, Lord. But help us to keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. Lord, we're praying for everyone tonight who tunes in to the Bible study, Lord, even those who will watch the Bible study after, Lord, that we would all grow in your word. Lord, that we would see things that we've never seen before, Lord, that you would just continue to open our understanding so that we can truly see why it is that we need to do the things that you're telling us to do. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you will continue to remind us there's a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, every trial, every every tribulation. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings. In your gracious name, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. So, uh,
1: this is, Melvin said, this is week 150. Uh, and the time sure does fly by. Uh, I guess they say the time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> and I can not say that I do enjoy Bible study. Uh, I wouldn't do it so much, honestly, if I didn't. Um, And especially here lately, it seems like we've been knocking them out uh, really fairly quickly. And so, again, I thank God, even uh, as we were about to go into Bible study, I just began to think about just God giving me this opportunity. Uh, My mind went to the fact that I understand these are numbered, um, you know, because time. we all have an appointed time of which we will leave this earth and so i don't know how many more bible studies how many more opportunities uh that god is going to give me and so i thank god for the few that he's given me uh so let us go into the topic tonight we're talking about the counsel what counsel are you seeking all of us need guidance in some form or fashion we we have situations come up we have decisions we have all sorts of things that come up in our lives and we're all wondering what is it that I should do you know and we begin to talk to someone now we're, we're going to talk to someone uh, sometimes we have a problem and we might not tell anyone for a long time but I'm telling you eventually You start to talk about it with someone. And so I want to cover that tonight. What counsel are you seeking? I know we're talking to someone. But are you talking to the right person? Are you talking to someone who's truly led by God to give you that guidance that you're looking for? So let's pick it up. in Proverbs 12 and verse 15.
0: The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. If
1: Now, the word of God says, if you seek some counsel, you're wise. You're wise for that. Because all of us get into situations like this. God knows I do. I get into a situation and I'm confused on which way to go, which direction to turn in. And so the the word of God says he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. If we would listen to some counseling, we are wise. But it has to be the right counsel because. There's a godly counsel and then there's counsel that is not godly.
2: There's two types of counsel. And where are we going to get it? And so
1: I hope uh, by the end of this Bible study that you have an understanding because, uh, you know, just just covering different topics, I see people are getting their counsel from the wrong place. Uh, Even on today. We were talking about a few different things and uh, someone mentioned. The topic of marriage. And and I thought this was pretty funny, but at the same time, it was also sad. Someone said, well, if a person doesn't have a wedding ring on, they are disrespecting their spouse. I thought that that had to be funny because godly counsel see that that counsel, I recognize where it came from. This was earthly counsel. This was worldly counsel. This was not the counsel of God. This is the tradition of men. We understand there's a tradition, and I'm and if somebody wants to wear a wear a wedding wedding ring, I get twisted up trying to say that wear a wedding ring. I'm not saying is wrong. What I am saying is, it is not a disrespect to your spouse if you don't want to wear them and the reason why is a wedding ring is not saving a marriage that, that is not going to save a marriage there's so many people uh, being unfaithful to their spouses and they're wearing a ring it's not the ring it's about a person's actions actions are what's important uh, the person told me they say yeah Uh, that's disrespectful to their spouse no what would be disrespectful is going out and being with someone else getting too involved with someone else outside of their marriage that's disrespectful see God never gave us any commandment that said we had to wear a ring he gave commandment don't do certain things outside of your marriage that was the commandment if you go back to the beginning See, people have counsel people have counsel however it's not godly counsel if we go back to the very beginning God set up the first marriage with Adam and Eve God set up this marriage and now we find when he did it the Bible tells us that he made them coats of skins God made them clothing now he didn't make them a ring and so that tells me it wasn't
2: that important
1: not like again I'm not saying you can't wear one That's fine by me if you want to do it but a ring is not what's going to save a person's marriage it's going to be the people's actions being able to work through disagreements, being able to work through problems. That's what's going to save your marriage, not how nice your ring is. So we better move on before I get too deep into that subject. But I just wanted to point out there is a difference between godly counsel and ungodly counsel because people will tell you things. That are not even close to being true so we have to be careful what things we're hearing what things we're taking heed to what things we're holding as god's law see some things are okay there's some traditions that are okay however we can't teach these things as if they are god's law so uh,
0: uh really quickly on that subject um Chelsea says, I've seen the most godly men not once with the band on and also, and vice versa.
1: It says, read that again for me.
0: I've seen the most godly men not once with the band on and vice versa.
1: The reason why is because it's not something that's necessary. See, you know, I, I heard, uh, I've heard some women say, well, how are people supposed to know that I'm married? say my god (laughs) your mouth stopped working you know we tell people everything if you get hungry you know what we do we don't put a sign on our uh (laughs) we don't wear a t-shirt that says I'm hungry no you open your mouth and you tell someone whatever it is in this world that we want we talk about it and so all of a sudden when a person gets married for some reason they cannot say it they're a person's life should show that they're married how i carry myself if i'm not out flirting with women if i'm not out you know trying to go out on a date with this woman and that those are the things that shows a person is married it is not the ring that shows it it's how someone lives see many instances come up and a person might have a ring on and they say, yeah, you know, so-and-so's married. And another person responds, well, they don't act married. They don't act like it. That is what's disrespectful. And so this is godly counsel. Now you don't have to take it from me, but I'll tell you, this is godly counsel. This is godly counsel, but you choose which counsel you're going to listen to. Not everybody's going to listen to this godly counsel. So now let's get back uh, to where we were. I want to. I want to show some things here. Let's flip over to the book of Malachi, because he said we. If we listen to counsel, we'll be wise. Uh, There's another scripture in Proverbs chapter 11. And if you want to go back and look it up. Is Proverbs 11 and 14. He said, There's safety in a multitude of counselors. There's safety. You know, we all want to be safe. God knows I want to be safe. Well, we hear about the storms. You know, whenever a storm is coming, people are told to get to safety, go to a safe place. None of us want to be hurt. And so, Godly counsel helps us to be safe. This is what godly counsel does for it. It keeps us out of bad situations if we get godly counsel. But the thing is, we think we'll be okay if we get in certain situations. We say, Well, nothing bad happened to me the last time. (laughs) We say, Well, I I was okay. I, I did it before. I was okay. Well, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Now, you might escape. You might escape a time or two. You might escape five times, but continue on disobeying what God has to say. You'll find yourself in a world of trouble. And it'll be because of your own action, because you listen to the wrong counsel. So now we'll pick up Malachi chapter two and verse seven. Uh, quickly here because there are some other things i want to show you something if you're willing to follow now in order to see anything of god you have to be willing to pay attention i know we live in a day of technology where uh, people are watching us from facebook Uh, some people will watch us via the podcast or whatever platform it is and it's easy for us to get distracted and so we have to make a conscious choice to focus the way we make a choice to focus on whatever it is that we're interested in. God rewards that. He said He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And so I want you to receive something, but you have to be willing to put aside. Well, I got to go check my messages. Well, I well, I got to go look at this and look at that. We have to be willing to sacrifice some things. It's only an hour. Uh we might go over a few minutes uh, depending on how the questions are, depending on what's going on. We might go over, but generally speaking, we're we're talking for about an hour. And so uh, in the book of Malachi again, that was chapter 2. In verse seven, let's see what he says there.
0: Really quickly, um, Sandra says, "Good evening," and Sister Rosa says, "Praise the Lord and praise the Lord and good evening to the both of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Praise him." Uh, so Malachi chapter two and verse seven: mm-hmm. For the priest lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth.
2: Go, go up. Uh, well, yeah, let, let's go and read seven.
1: Let's go. Let's stay at seven
0: for the priest's lips should keep knowledge.
1: Now, this is who we really need to get counsel from. The preacher that God sent. This the scripture says for the priest's lips should keep knowledge. It shouldn't be a one-time thing. God's preacher
0: should keep
1: knowledge, uh-huh.
0: And they should seek the law at his mouth.
1: We should be seeking the word of God from the preacher that God sent. The scripture in the book of Romans said, how can we hear without a preacher? And how can that person preach if God didn't send them? Got a lot of preachers preaching and God didn't send them. But I'm not on that tonight. I'm talking about the one that God did send. We're seeking counsel from people God didn't send. Now, I'm not saying you can't get any good counsel from someone who's not a preacher. I'm not saying you can't. But now. Somewhere in there, we need to get counsel from the preacher because God shows this person things. He He does that. Now, this is by God's design. Now, I know you might say, Well, I don't like my preacher. Well, if God sent him. <laughs> there's safety, though. There is safety. That's what the scripture said in the book of Proverbs. There's safety in it, there's
2: wisdom. If we seek counsel in the right place. But we know we want counsel.
1: From people who agree with what it is we agree with. We we ask people questions and we know the answer that we want to hear. And those
2: are the people that we go to because they're going to say what we want them to say. That's foolish. That is not wise so let's read that verse again
1: Mel.
0: for the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they should seek the law at his mouth mm-hmm. for he is the messenger of the lord of hosts we should seek god's counsel
1: at the word of the priest's mouth now this is talking about the preacher this is talking about the prophet this is talking about the minister whatever you want to call we should seek that m- me included. As I've said at the beginning of this, I, too, seek counsel because I want to make sure that I'm going the right direction. Yeah, I think I am.
2: But the scripture said that also. Our ways are always right in our own eyes. We're doing what we think is best.
1: And we could be going the wrong way the whole time. So I want to. Now, there's many instances where we can see uh, God send people. A messenger. God sends the preacher to people. We've seen that happen with Peter. Uh, He sent Peter to Cornelius's house because they
2: needed some godly counsel. We see that happen with. uh, Paul. God sent Ananias to him. God said, I'll send a man. I see we got a comment. <clears throat>
0: uh, let's see. Um, Chelsea said, this is real. Some, some things I'll go to Kiara about simply because she's a female. But if I feel she's been opinionated, I'll make my way to Tony. And at this point in my journey, Kiara will direct me to Tony if it's super, if it's super important topic to me.
1: And that's how we have to handle things, because some people will give godly, uh, will give. I'll put it this way. Some people will give counsel, but it won't always be godly counsel. There's a reason he wants us to go to the preacher. Now, I love My mother. But now there are some things I'm just not going to go to her about. I'm not saying I wouldn't talk to her about anything. I don't want you to misunderstand me. But there's some counsel. There's something about getting counsel from the one who God sent. There's a higher level of understanding there. There's just something about it. I've seen it happen (laughs) on too many occasions. We can find. um, There's so many stories that come to my mind. Uh, One is about the prophet Elisha. Uh, No, I think that was Elijah, a woman. She was at the verge of death. She said, look, I don't have
2: anything
1: left. Save this one cruise of oil. She said, that's all I have. We better get that. I didn't plan to go here, but we better get it because I want us to understand the importance of godly counsel from the preacher. Now, we can get some godly counsel from other people, but it's still not going to be to the level of the one who God sent. So we need to make sure that we're doing this. So now. Uh, Let me find where this verse, where this passage of scriptures is. Uh, I believe it's 1 Kings chapter 17. And I really was planning to go somewhere else, but um, we'll see. Again, that's 1
2: Kings chapter 17. Let me see what verse I want to get there. and David says we need to seek counsel from the
0: Lord through prayer and his word.
2: Yes, that's
1: true. But there's some things that the preacher needs
2: to tell you. That that is true. We need to get into his word. See, Paul did that. When God at the time he was Saul, God came to Paul. Knocked him off of his
1: uh, beast, whatever type of animal he uh, was on, blinded by a light. And God told him, he said, look. I want you to go down to Straight Street. He said, there'll be a man to tell you there'll be someone to tell you what I want you to do. Now, he God could have told Paul exactly what he wanted him to do. You know, let's get that instead.
2: Let's let's get that instead of this. In the book of Acts. And we're going to pick it up in Acts chapter nine. Acts chapter nine. Let's pick
1: it up in verse one. We're going to see God in action here. Now, this is God's way of doing things. Let's pick it up in verse one.
0: And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest Mm -hmm. and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem.
1: Now, pay attention closely here. Saul. Now, this is the one who God changed his life and he wrote majority of the New Testament that we read. This is the same man who was. At one point of time, having Christians killed. That's what he's wanting to do in these two verses. He's looking for what we would call a search warrant. He said, look, whoever I find calling on the name of Jesus, look, give me a letter of authority that I can capture them. I can bring them back bound so they can be put to death. That's what he's wanting. He went to the priest for he went to the wrong folks. He went to someone who was not giving godly counsel. But there are some preachers who are giving true godly counsel. Let's see.
0: And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven. Now this is God. Mm hmm. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now this is God talking directly to
1: Saul. Now, God don't need me to tell Saul anything. He don't need me to tell Saul anything. You know what? God don't need me to tell you anything. God doesn't need me. He can tell you exactly what he wants to tell you. There is no shortage of power in God.
2: He chooses
1: it this way, though. That's the difference. God chooses to do it this way. He chooses to use me to tell things to you. He chooses to use preachers to tell things to the people. That's how he chose it. He doesn't need it that way, though. But that's how he chose it. So God is talking directly to Saul.
0: Go ahead, man. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the priest.
1: He says, it's hard for you to keep fighting the truth. You know, people fight the truth every day. It gets harder and harder on them.
2: Knowing they're
1: lying to themselves, deceiving themselves. Keep reading. Let's, let's see what happened here.
0: And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He
1: said, what do you want me to do? I need some counsel. I thank God we're at these scriptures. The God of my... He said, what do you want me to do? Lord, show me, give me some advice. Help me to understand what it is you want me to do. I need some counsel here. Let's see what God told him.
0: And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. He said, Go into the city, and it is going
1: to be told to you what you need to do. Go into the city, and it's going to be told to you
2: what you need to do. It's going to be told. God could have told him everything, but
1: he didn't. God could have. He did not. Now, let's pick it up in verse. Uh, actually, let's actually read. Let's actually read on through. Let's read verse eight.
0: And the man was journeyed with him. Eight, verse eight, verse eight. Oh, yeah, he said it. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand. He said,
1: the scripture tells us Paul
0: couldn't see. Saul at the time
1: could not see. He was blind. Let's see what he did in verse nine.
0: And he was three days without sight. And neither did eat nor drink
1: the man fasted now I believe the man prayed too see all of it has to be mixed in there fasting praying seeking the word of God but now we cannot leave out getting knowledge from the priest's lips see this was already written in the old testament we have to do it this way it's written we cannot take that part out and, and think Well, I can just get it on my own. See, I I ran into people that feel that way. I say, hey, brother, sister, you know, we're going to have some Bible study. They say, look, I don't need no Bible study. I don't need to hear from someone else. I got it all up here. See, I've been praying. I fasted. God has opened my eyes. I don't need nobody else to tell me anything. And that is the words of a fool. That's the words of a fool. Because there's safety in the multitude of counselors, but we have to know where to get this counsel. Let's see what God said. Now, this is Saul now. This is Saul. Who God told, he said, go into the city and it's going to be told to you what you need to do. Now, I'm going to show you who had to tell him. Because God chose it this way. Go ahead, Mel.
0: And there was a certain disciple at Damascus Named Ananias mm-hmm. And to him the Lord said and, the Lord, and to him said the Lord In a vision Ananias And he said behold I am here Lord
1: God is going to use someone To tell Saul What he needs to do He could have told Saul point blank He could have told him Straight forward Saul this is what I want you to do But God chooses it this way. What counsel are you seeking? Somebody said, well, I don't have to do that. I can just go before the Lord myself. I can go before him in prayer and he's going to tell me
2: everything I need to do. Well, friend, let me remind you. Eli, the prophet. Uh, I forgot the lady's name. She was
1: praying she had no child she was praying Hannah I think her name was Hannah she was praying she had no child
2: and the Bible says she prayed within her heart she didn't open her mouth and Eli thought she was drunk because she wasn't saying anything And he said, how long
1: are you going to be down there drunk? You know, turn away from those things. She said, I'm not drunk. I have a sorrowful heart because I cannot have a child.
2: And he told her, he said, look, God is going to hear your request. God
1: is going to grant you this child. She made a vow. If you allow me to have a child, I'll turn him back over to you. All the days of his life. God still used the prophet there. He continues to do this throughout time. Throughout time he's using the prophet. So I'm not saying don't pray. I'm not saying don't read. God knows we need to do both of those. But don't leave out one of the things that God wants
2: us to do. Don't leave it out. There's safety in it. There's safety in counsel, godly counsel. So
1: God tells Saul, look, I want you to go down to this place. And when you get there, it's going to be told to you. So at the same time, God comes to
0: Ananias in a vision. Ananias said, Lord, I'm here. All right. And the Lord said unto him, Arise. And go into the street which is called Straight. Now, this is the same place that God sent Saul. Uh huh. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. Now, the man was
1: praying. You know, this is the same thing
0: God did with
1: Peter. Cornelius was praying, the Bible said. He was praying. The man, no doubt, he fasted too. He was trying to seek God's face and God continued to send them a prophet, send them a preacher. Same thing that happened with the children of Israel. In the land of Egypt, God said, I heard their cries. They had been praying. By reason of their taskmaster, he sent them Moses. God's going to send the preacher. Now, it's up to us whether we hear them or not. God sent Noah. The people didn't hear him. Because his counsel was foolish. They said man this man he lost his mind. He think we're going to believe in what he's saying. What makes him so special. See we get caught up looking at the person. And we're not looking at how God does things. This is how God runs his church. This is how he does it. This is just how he does it. So I realized I had to accept it. Now, some of us,
2: we might not accept it. We might not. But this is the counsel that we need. We better make sure we talk to the preacher that God
1: sends. Let's read what he said.
0: And have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he he might receive his sight.
1: So Ananias is told by God, I want you to go down there to Saul. Now, God had just finished talking to Saul. He could have told him whatever he wanted to tell him,
2: but he didn't. Because God wanted him to get it from the one he sins. That's how God does things. In the mouth of two or three
1: witnesses, let every word be established. God's been putting that scripture on my mind a lot lately. We need the right counsel in our lives. We're talking to a lot of people. But people, the people we're talking to aren't giving us the godly counsel we need. And we're continuing to neglect the one we really need to talk to. Yeah, we need to pray. Yeah, we need to fast. But we're still neglecting that prayer and that fasting is going to God's going to send someone to you to tell you what you should do. And we're rejecting who God sent. We're wanting to hear (laughs) God say something directly to us all the time. Not so. Sometimes he might. But now it's not always going to be that way. And for the most part, it's not going to be that way.
2: God's going to send someone to you to help you. But will you take what they tell you?
1: Or are you going to seek counsel from someone else who tells you exactly
2: what you want to hear? Telling you exactly what you want to hear. A sweet lullaby. So. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up in verse 15, because. Ananias was afraid. He knew that Saul had had people killed, so he was
1: worried. But God told Ananias, he said, look, just go. So now we're going to drop down to verse 17 to see. God used Ananias to tell
0: him the
1: message. Go ahead.
0: And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hand on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me. He sent me to counsel with you,
1: to let you know what it is you need to do. He sent me for this purpose. Now, he didn't have to send me. God knows he don't. I know God doesn't need me. So you can say, well, I don't need you to tell me nothing. And I don't have to tell you anything. But what God tells me,
0: that's all I'm going to
1: say. Let's see what he said, man. Uh,
0: that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. He sent the man to him.
1: To tell him, look, you need to receive the Holy Ghost. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This all happened. You pick it up in verse 18. This is what happened. Godly counsel was
2: sent to him. God could have told him. But God sends someone. He sends the preacher. He chose to fulfill this purpose so yes prayer that's
1: good yes fasting that's good we'll find the man flip over to chapter 10 flip over to chapter 10 let's pick up verse 2 here start let's start at one let's start at one
0: same thing exact same thing takes place there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius
1: man named Cornelius drop down to verse 2 we don't need to read the rest of that a certain man named Cornelius let's see what he did in verse 2
0: a devout man
1: this is a just man man that loved God go
2: ahead
0: and one that feared God with all his house Mm -hmm. which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always this man prayed
1: see people think because they pray they can just get everything themselves doesn't work
2: that way doesn't work that way not in god because he designed it differently let's see what what happened here
0: he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of god coming into him Mm -hmm. and saying unto him cornelius Mm -hmm. and when he looked on him he was afraid and said what is it what is it Uh uh-huh And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Mm -hmm. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter.
1: Good God. He says, send for the one who can give you counsel.
2: Send for the one who will counsel you. To tell you things you need to be doing.
1: This is what continues to happen. Now, this is not only about getting saved. That's not what this is only
2: about. It's more than about getting saved. We found the people.
1: uh, It was so many people that left out of Egypt. Moses would be out there all day trying to help them solve whatever problems arose. It it was more than about salvation. He said, man, I can't. This is too much for me. His father-in-law, Jethro, told him, look, this is too much on you. You're out here from sunup to sundown giving godly counsel. He said, we're going to have to choose some more people to help you with this. So they chose. I can't remember how many elders it was.
2: Chose some elders to help him. This is God's way. There's situations that come up. You know, if we would just seek God the way he tells us to. uh, Let's pick up another verse. Let's pick up James chapter five and verse 13.
1: See, there, there is if we do this thing the way God tells us to do it, we'll be safe. There is safety in the multitude of counselors. Let's pick it up in verse 13 and see what he said.
0: Is any among you afflicted?
1: He said, Is there a problem going on with you? Do you have an issue that you just can't seem to resolve?
2: Uh huh. Let
0: him pray.
1: Pray now. God knows we need to pray. But now there's more to it. Go ahead.
0: Is any married? Mm-hmm. Let him sing song. If you have it, sing song. Go ahead. Is any sick among you?
1: Now, you're afflicted. You got issues. It's not only pertaining to a sickness. He said if
0: you're afflicted.
1: Now, that's more than a sickness.
0: But now here he points out a
1: sickness. Let's see what he said.
0: Let him call for the elders of the church. See, we
1: got to get to the one who's going to have the right counsel for us. If people did this, you know, I see a lot of people say they're sick. They don't call for the preacher to pray for them, though. They they tell everybody else. Yeah, you know, pray for me. Help me. That's good. Now, that's not that's not that it's not that that's bad. But call on the one who God told you to call on. Let's look at what the scripture said. Let's see what he said
0: and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord let the one God sent pray over you anointing with oil, and let's see what would happen and the prayer of faith shall save the sick Mm -hmm. and the Lord shall raise him up Mm -hmm. and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him
1: now look at this
0: he said let him pray
2: and that prayer of faith
0: believing
2: they'll they'll be raised up let him pray be raised up and on top of that
1: now we all should want our sins to be forgiven they said look if 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 this person has committed some sins because some of their sins might have got them in this condition see our sins will cause us to be sick our sins will cause us to be in trouble emotionally mentally." Financially, all kinds of situations will happen to us because of our own transgressions, because we're not seeking counsel where God told us to seek counsel. We think we can make all the decisions
2: ourselves. That's actually where I was going to go. um, With King Saul now now, King Saul is different from
1: the Saul that we just read King Saul was way back in the Old Testament so I don't want to confuse you but let's, let's look at that quickly we don't have much time but I just want to look at it quickly here um, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15 this is actually where I was intending to go but nevertheless we went in a different route 1st First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 15
2: and verse 24 here now we're going to find a king who was told by the prophet Samuel what God wanted him to do gave him counsel See, if you go back and look, God always
1: sent the prophet to tell the people what to do. Now, nothing has changed. And we can think it's changed, but nothing has changed. So in verse 24, Saul, the king here, did not do what he was instructed. And I just want to pick up why he didn't do it. Let's let's pick up verse 24. And Saul said unto
0: Samuel, I have sinned.
1: I have sinned.
0: Mm -hmm. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words.
1: He said, I disobeyed what God told me to do. I didn't listen to that godly
0: counsel. Uh Because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. He said,
1: I obeyed what the
0: people wanted
1: instead of what
0: God wanted.
1: I've seen this happen so often. We know what God says but because of the fear of what someone is going to think. We say, well, what what about what so-and-so thinks? Well, what about how they feel? What about how my brother feels? My sister,
2: whoever it is that we value their opinion. We say, well, what about what they think? And instead of listening, listening to the godly counsel, We listen to others. And how can God use us if we're going to disobey him? So tonight, what counsel are you seeking? Are you just handling everything on your own? What counsel are you seeking? Yeah, we should be praying. Yeah, we should be fasting. We should be in the word of God. But there's more to it than that. We still need that godly counsel. Because God knows. I need it. We should not get too big. Too strong. Uh, too
1: knowledgeable about the word of God. And then we start feeling as
2: if well, I don't need any counsel. The Bible says there's safety in it. There's safety. So. I want to be safe now. I don't know about you. I'm sure you
1: do. If you're in your right mind, you want to be safe. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. We have to seek counsel in the right place. Don't go to the wrong place because the king here. He listened to the counsel of the people. We say, well, everybody was saying that. Well, that's what everybody thinks. And that's where we fail. Because we follow the counsel
2: of the majority.
1: Because everybody thinks that, that this is the way it should be. We follow that counsel instead of following the counsel of God. So we didn't really get to cover uh this chapter. Maybe God will allow us to cover it another time. Uh, But I hope we see that God sends his preachers to help us. We can't do this thing by ourselves. God has always
2: sent someone. He's always did this. This is how he chooses to do it. I want to get one more scripture in the book of Romans, chapter 10. One more thing before we wrap this up. Let's pick up verse 14 here. Romans, chapter 10, and we're at verse 14.
0: How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Mm -hmm. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? He said, how can you believe
2: in God if you hadn't heard? Now we say, well, I've heard of God. That's not what he's talking about, friend.
1: He's not saying, oh, you just hadn't heard that there's a God out there. Jesus Christ is the Lord. He's not talking about that. There's more to the story
2: than just the fact that Jesus is Lord there's way more to
0: it go ahead man and how shall they hear without a preacher
2: he said how can you even hear
1: without a preacher how can you even hear what thus saith the Lord without a preacher now you got the Bible you can pray God will talk to you at times sure he will but still there is a role for the preacher God did this now he could have completely eliminated preachers and you know that that would have made my life a lot easier (laughs) if there were no need for the preacher that would make my life a lot easier I wouldn't have to wrestle with disobedient people I would just go on and say man (laughs) whatever I just go on. But there is a role for the preacher. The role is to give godly counsel. To try to lead people in the direction that God wants them to go. Not because the preacher is so special. Not because we're so important. You know, somebody asked me. (laughs) Somebody asked me a while back. He said, man, when's y'all's pastor appreciation service? I said, brother, we don't have that. (laughs) we i don't I don't I don't know when his anniversary or the pastor anniversary we don't have it. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I am saying is he's did things in that manner to make it not about him, and so when I can find a preacher who is willing to do something and show me, not tell me, show me that is not just about him. I'm willing to seek counsel from that person. I'm willing to seek some counsel. But when it's all about me, I seen a preacher says,
2: (laughs) I need y'all to send some money so we can get a new jet. You're telling me it's about you. I'm not against fundraising, but certain things They just don't sit
1: right with me. If you're telling me you need to get a new private jet, I'm saying, what's wrong with the other jets that you have? We got to seek counsel in the right place. He said, How can you hear without a preacher? There's counsel that God wants to share with you, but because we're rejecting it, we're still making the same poor decisions. See, we think we're smart. If we're so smart, Why is it that we've made so many bad decisions? If we're so educated, if we don't need anybody's help, well, why have you continued to make bad decisions? We need to be seeking counsel. That's why, because God designed us to need counsel. That's what happened. You cannot go beyond the designs of God. He created us this way. He puts me in situations where I'm saying, God, I need some help. I need I need help to understand what
2: do I say? What do I do? I need help. And so this is the role of
1: counsel. Now, I'm not talking about the counselor down at the Civic Center. I'm talking about the counselor that God sent. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to go talk to them. But I want some godly counsel. So uh, at this time, I thank you guys. I hope and pray. You would take heed to counsel. Don't be too high-minded into thinking you don't need any advice. You can handle yourself. Doing that is what's gotten us into the conditions that we're in. Because we think we know everything.
2: And we won't. Pay
1: attention to the signs that are there telling us we need some guidance. Screaming to us, you need guidance. You need some help to maneuver this thing. You need it. We're still saying, well, no. Sometimes we're embarrassed. We say, well, I just don't want to talk to folks about this. And we're still hurting ourselves, though, all because we feel embarrassed see when you get with the right counselor it's not going to be their intention to embarrass you to go out and tell people "Oh, look at someone that's not the true counselor's intention their intention should be to give you godly advice to help you get through whatever it is you're going through whatever it is
2: that's the role of godly counsel to pick you up. To set you on the right track. So that you can get to the next step. That God wants you. Uh,
1: next place. You know where God wants you. And so if only we would understand this. And move beyond. My feelings. Well I'm afraid. Move beyond the fear. I had a man tell me today. "Good God, He said.
2: What if I'm afraid. What if you're afraid? Can you move past that fear, though? Perfect love, the Bible tells me, perfect love casts out all fear, not some fear, all fear. So when we
1: love God enough, enough to do what he told us, see, that's what happened to Ananias. The man was scared. He said, but God, this man might kill me. But because of the love of God that he had, he was able to overcome that fear. Because Paul needed him. And what he didn't notice, he might not have noticed at the time, was he needed Paul. See, I need you just as much as you
2: need me. What's the purpose of a preacher with no one to preach to? There's situations that God puts me in to help me. The scripture,
1: we, we talk about uh, iron sharpening iron. We are helping each other. Situations come up. I say, man, I don't know how I would handle that until God begins to show me. And it helps me. For if, uh, the, if the situation arise that I get in the same uh, scenario,
2: it helps me. So we have to understand.
1: We need godly counsel. So at this time, I will turn it back over into Mel. And I thank God for you guys. Uh, I love you guys. God knows I do. Um, and I hope we will continue to just hear His words. But don't think you can do this all by yourself. It's not possible. didn't design it that way at this time back in the hands of Melvin. thank you guys
0: yes thank you for so much for um tuning in and i don't have much to add but it's just another story uh, we didn't cover tonight cover it tonight but we've covered it many times in the eighth chapter of the book of acts where um, philip went to the eunuch and the eunuch was reading out of the book of isaiah and he didn't understand what he was reading and then the uh, philip asked do you understand what you're reading and the eunuch said, how can I, except some man should guide me? And we all need guidance, and there are many reasons why we don't seek it. It could be our ego, pride, or like um Tony mentioned, we're embarrassed because God can say, do a certain thing. And I've definitely been in the situation many times where I know exactly what he said. But because I am was scared of the opinion of this person or what other, what another person might say about me, but that wasn't the right mindset to have one place it says um don't fear the them who can kill the body but fear him who can kill the body and the soul In hell at the end of the day the opinion of god is the only opinion that matters and i would want to keep that same mentality in the situation in the current situation um we had one bible study that said lord help me in the moment because we can feel a certain type of way and say, this is what I'm going to do if a certain situation arises. But when that situation comes up, we're backing off of our word. So that's one thing that I definitely pray for. Help me in the moment. I know we heard many times the heat of the moment when things just, you know, we break loose and everything goes awry but um that's all i have to say thank you guys for tuning in i see we don't have any more comments so thank you for the ones who have commented and thank you for the ones who just listen or just watch or anything we appreciate each and every single one of you guys so david casey chelsea my auntie sandra sister rosie thank you guys so much for tuning in and commenting and this is the last live stream of the year where we're actually doing it live the we still have two more weeks, but those are both pre-recorded messages and they're both great topics. Um a sneak peek into next week is um redeeming the time. We talked about it in our most recent Zoom Bible study. We're running out of time, and as the year winds down, um we definitely need to get our acts together. Um I know I said at the beginning of each live stream for those of us who make it, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living. And another chance to get our acts together because we never know what day is going to be our last. God does, but he doesn't tell us because he says, be also ready. We need to be prepared. Nobody thinking, oh, this day is my last day. Or, this day could be my last day, but that's what we do need to be thinking. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every week. We hope to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy. And one more time, counted all joy again. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Well I guess not since it will be pre-recorded, but in january we will be back in front of the mics again hoping for another great year in the lord if the lord blesses and says the same who knows this might be the last time that we do a live stream so i'm grateful for each i'm grateful for each moment that we get to do these because we don't know like Tony said earlier their number and this one is 150 but they are numbered and we don't know when the last one will be. So thank you guys again for tuning in and have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. Thank you again.